Today's scripture is from Acts chapter 9. Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come without delay. So Peter got up and went to them. And when he arrived, he took them, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. Word of God, word of life. Good morning. It is good to be here, and it is good to have been here. When I was blessed to be invited to be a part of Mount Olivet as an intern in December, One of my first meetings was a staff meeting to plan for the church season of Epiphany. And we gathered together, and after some deep dwelling in the text for the the season, after conversation and prayer and lots of brainstorming, and after a second meeting, the team decided on the theme, Beloved, Be Loved. Be love. And because this marked such a positive experience for me, it has stuck in my mind. And the season ended months ago, but today, to me, it rises up as a key theme, showing through the disciple Tabitha what it means to be a beloved child of God, to be loved and cherished in community, and to be a disciple by sharing love. I called her a disciple, and so did the reading. I admit when I see and hear that word in scripture, I immediately jump to the idea of the 12 disciples called in Jesus' original ministry, the 12 men. The The word disciple in scripture is always a masculine noun, except once. Here you are, and here I am. To witness it, to notice it, to hear it, disciple in its specific feminine form is used here for Tabitha. And on this day when our secular calendar honors women as caretakers, as parents, as central advocates, and sustainers of families, we are blessed with this story of Tabitha. 
To be clear, there are certainly other women followers of Jesus deserving the word disciple, both during his time on earth and after his resurrection and in the hundreds of years since. But this one woman in all of our scriptures is given the actual and intentionally gendered title. Tabitha is a beloved child of God, a woman devoted to good works and acts of charity. Tabitha's good works were not only being remembered, they were actually on physical display. Examples of her love and care for the community. The grievers that day were a group of widows who held up for display the handmade clothing that Tabitha had made for them. And it reminds me of how we at funerals, even today, often admire the crafts and handiwork of the deceased and the story that those things tell. These tunics demonstrated Tabitha's love and generosity, both in time and in resources. Attaining clothing in that time was a monumental task. Hard for us to imagine, we who can go to Target or just click a button to order clothing to be brought to us. Making clothing took significant time, money, skill, and commitment. And it is clear even from this brief scene that Tabitha loved this group and they recalled her generosity and she was to be deeply missed. This moment from the reading reminded me of our recent book study of Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. The book focuses on nature, on ecology, on the environment, on species and habitats, on our interconnectedness with creation and with each other. To celebrate these themes, the book study group members were assigned names and asked to create something by hand for one another. Among the gifts held up in display that night were flower arrangements, baked goods, a walking stick, a jar of handwritten prayers, poetry, pottery, and sewn items, and, for each of us, braided sweetgrass, a symbol of our interconnection, of our responsibility to each other and to creation, of how at just the right time, just the right place, we are called into community. We're called to love. The mention of Tabitha's Greek name, Dorcas, gives us a hint to another way Tabitha can be love. Having both a Hebrew and a Greek name demonstrates an expansion of cultural significance. Tabitha, also called Dorcas, is like Saul, also called Paul. These differing designations open doors and ears. They make voices louder and give agency. They remove boundaries and prejudices and they present possibilities. They allow for the word of God to be expanded just as Christ commanded beyond Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. 
There's another great thing about the names Tabitha and Dorcas. The name means gazelle. I only had a vague idea what a gazelle was. I knew it was something like a deer. The most famous biblical love poetry in Song of Solomon includes this line, Come away, my beloved, and be like a gazelle. Well, what exactly does that mean? To be able to run 50 or 60 miles per hour? To elude predators by repeatedly jumping up and down in place before fleeing? This is what I learned about gazelles from the Animal Planet videos. <laughs> Maybe to be someone whose name means gazelle is to, like Tabitha and Dorcas, to work together as herds do for both safety and sustainability, to be deeply embedded and admired in community. Perhaps it means to be graceful and beautiful, loyal, playful, creative, innovative, able to change plans and directions quickly and as needed. And for you poetry lovers, Gazelle is the same word as the word gazal, that beautiful pattern for ancient Arabic love poetry. It's made of couplets with rhyme and surprising repetition, circling around the topic as if to leave no element of admiration unspoken. And even when I was a teacher, my 16-year-old creative writing students found this form to be compelling and mysterious and fun to write and to read. And I have left a copy of the assignment sheet for Ghazal that my students used to receive if you have any interest at the information desk. Before bringing this reflection about Tabitha called Dorcas to a close, I also want to lift up the beautiful simplicity of this healing story, this death-to-life story. Peter says to this deceased disciple, Tabitha, get up. And she does. She opens her eyes, sits up, gets up, and is shown to her beloved community as alive again. Imagine yourself in this moment hearing those words as if addressed to you. Get up. A suitable translation is wake up. It is a call toward change, toward a new reality, toward transformation. It's a theme in so much of our music this morning. Perhaps it is a call to you, to a part of your life or your spirit that needs awakening. And so here we are, and I stand in such great gratitude at the end of my internship here with Mount Olivet. And I hear these words as spoken to me today. Sherry, get up. Get moving. There is work to be done. There is love to show. Like Tabitha, I want to do so gracefully, faithfully, and with trust. Beloved friends in Christ, may the disciple Tabitha be a witness for us today, an example. Open our eyes, sit up, get up, be devoted to acts of goodwill and charity. 
Thanks to you for your gift of hospitality, for support and encouragement. My learning has been expanded, my experience richer, my faith deepened, my heart and my mind better prepared for ministry because of you. So thank you, and thanks be to God. Amen.